This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. On the other mic is Barry. So how was your week, Craig? Well, we don't usually do this here, dude. <laughs> I know. I know, but... I was fine. This is season two. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You, you Were you away at all? Yeah, I went to Vegas. That's why I was not at the draft party. Vegas for the NHL Awards show for work. Yes, I was watching that NHL Awards show when I heard this. <laughs> oh, here we go. Whoa! Throughout the entire show. Yeah. That was awesome. I was like, that's my, that's my co-host, man. That's right. The, the it's a hard Nick's life voice for the NHL. Yes. Barry, why don't you take a moment to thank our lovely sponsor, MyBookie, and make it fucking fast. All right. Fast, Barry. Go. Oh, okay. That's How right. fast My can bookie. you read this ad? Where go. was I? MyBookie. You got to go to this website, MyBookie. Okay. Between their live in-game betting, their endless prop bets, fantasy sports wagers, there's something in it for everyone. So you might as well just go. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to Craig and I. And we know that they'll be good to you. And they're hooking up. It's a hard Knicks Life listeners all month. Why are you pretending that you can't hear me? But I can't hear anything you're saying. Yes, you can. Yeah, I can. I'm just fucking with you. You're getting uh, back but to you me sound like you sound like shit, dude. I don't know what's going on over there. I can barely understand you half the time. Oh, I didn't check that. I was going to go and check why it's doing that. I'll tell you but what, Barry. Like, can you this deal is with it? Can you I don't deal know. With listening to me, or you want me to try to fix it? I'll just fucking deal with it, Barry. For the listener's sake, we got to get this going. Hold on, guys. We've been I've been trying to we've been trying to fix Barry's equipment situation for the past like twenty five minutes. Oh, here's the problem. He said he's going to sound crystal clear right. to you guys, but on my end, it's there not. There you go. Good. That that's how it normally sounds, right? Yes, that's perfect. That's better. all right. Great. All right. So where was I? Oh yes, mybookie.ag. They're hooking up hard Nick. It's a hard Nick's life listeners all month long. So visit mybookie.ag. Use promo code LIFE when you're creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100. Now you've got an extra $50 in play for all you math whiz kids out there. That's mybookie.ag. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Promo code LIFE. You play, you win, you get paid. So you think there's math whiz kids listening to the show? Uh, sure. All right. I mean, this everybody is- figured out that 14% <laughs> thing, right? For all you math whiz kids. All right, this is season two. Episode 48. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Ross from City of I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. With the third pick 
in the 2019 NBA Draft. The New York Knicks select R.J. Barrett from Toronto and Duke University. What is up, R.J. motherfucking Barrett? Oh, and what is up, yes. Iggy Brasdakis? <laughs> Very good. How long have you been practicing that last name? And of course, what is up to my friend, Barry motherfucking D? There it is. How you That's doing, That's right. Axe? I'm fucking singing tonight, Barry. You know why? Do you fucking know why? I think I know why. All Knicks fans should be singing. Let's take this time to sing. Because finally, for the first time in a long time, Barry, last night I felt like we had an easy night as Knicks fans. We finally just did something that made sense. Something expected. Like, I had the biggest pit in my stomach when the commissioner went up to that mic and was about to select the Knicks pick. And they're they're showing shots of Spike Lee. And, you know, Spike Lee's thinking the same exact thing. Right, you think something's going to go wrong. Right, you're like, with the with the third pick, the New, York's Nick, the New York Knicks select. They fucking could have selected Iggy Brasdakis there with the third pick. <laughs> for all we knew. That they were going to select fucking Darius Garland or Colby White. Nasir Little. It would have been very Knicksy to pick Nasir Little there. <laughs> with the Knicks not realizing he was going to be almost fucking drop out of the entire first round. But we did it, Barry. We did it. And it is a day to celebrate today. It is. You got to be happy because, you know, in maybe like another 10 days, there may not be that much to be happy about. And you're just, you know, looking at another rebuild of a season, which we'll get into. But yeah, this is a day to celebrate. I mean, don't don't sell yourself short, Knicks fans, with what you've got here. You don't have the almighty Zion, but you got a fucking number three pick. The last time the Knicks had a, a pick as good as this was Ewing. Back in 85. This is R.J. Barrett. It's nothing to sneeze at. Right. So it's funny you mentioned that because Knicks fans were very excited on Twitter and everywhere. We were going nuts. Because we did it. We finally did it. We picked R.J. Barrett. And before this season, he was the number one, projected number one overall pick. Yeah. And you were hearing me. I don't, I don't even remember where I was hearing some of this stuff. But before the draft, you were hearing reports of... Maybe New Orleans trying to leapfrog the Knicks to get the number two pick just so they could pair Zion with RJ. Which is kind of dumb. Like, what, because they played on their college team together? You got to pair these guys up? Come on, well, maybe it's NBA. Maybe it's fucking because New Orleans thinks he's the second best player in the draft, Barry. Maybe that's what it is. That's not well, dumb. Right. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> that's true. So you were hearing that. I heard someone else say... You know, if Memphis takes Ja second over RJ, it's it's akin to like when Bowie, Sam Bowie was taken before Michael Jordan. You're hearing shit like that. Right. And then right. do the Knicks pick RJ Barrett and Knicks fans love it. And all I'm hearing on Twitter today is from all the fucking Knicks haters about how the Knicks fans are overreacting. You know, they're treating RJ like they got Zion. Oh, come on. Skip Bayless was ripping on the Knicks today and Barrett about how inferior he is to Zion and how he's a poor man's Carmelo Anthony. So you hear all this positive stuff about RJ, how the Knicks are going to fuck it up. They're not going to get him for whatever reason, whether it's New Orleans taking him or whether it's you know, they end up with Ja, it would be a d- disaster, which I don't believe either. 
And then we get him and all the other, you know, all the negative stuff starts coming about, about how he's not as good as we think he is. It's a hard Nick's life, Barry. Yeah. Did you hear RJ's dad after he got drafted? Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit hard to hear. I was was at the bar last night at Slattery, so they had the volume up, but I I couldn't hear everything you were saying. You were at the draft party. So before we get into this, how was that? Uh, It was good. It was good. Perfect amount of people were there. You know, all the tables and seats were filled. There was people standing, but you can walk through. It wasn't like the lottery, uh, uh, the night of the lottery at that bar. So it was good. It was a nice night. Got to see, uh, you know, some Knicks friends at the... you know, that's always good to see at these things. So here was, here's, I'll let you hear this. This was RJ's dad. I mean, his dad got me more excited than anything for RJ because it gave me a lot of confidence in this kid. Right. Now, right. probably like any parent would say something like this, but if, if this is, this, this kid's dad should just be one of the coaches on the team the way he's talking. <laughs> Listen to this. Tell me what you want every Nick fan to know about your son. Uh, my son is going to give everything he has on the court. Um, He's a competitor. He plays to win all the time, every time. He's going to work in the offseason. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get more skilled. And uh, uh, we're just scratching the surface of of who he's going to be and hopefully who he'll be for New York. All right, we'll we'll be watching the journey. Congratulations, RJ. Congratulations, Rowan. I mean, his dad is speaking so matter-of-factly about his son, right? That right. he's gonna, he's gonna always play hard. He's gonna play to win. He's gonna get bigger. He's gonna get stronger. We're just scratching the surface. I mean, did you love everything his dad said about him? If that usually yeah. the father is sort of a look into the child, right? Right. And his father played ball. That's how I guess that's how he is. How RJ is Steve Nash's godson. Right. Now you could just tell there's a lot of great character in that family and. I mean, the father instilled a ton of confidence. If he's in RJ's corner like that, he's like, he's, he's already saying this, this offseason he's going to work and he's going to get bigger and stronger. And a lot of stuff I heard from, you know, guys that were up close to RJ is how big RJ actually is when you get next to him, how strong he already is, which is great, you know, having that going into your rookie season. And then obviously he's going to build on top of that and get even stronger, like his dad says. But, and, 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 you know, yeah, everything his dad said was great. Everything that RJ says is great. He is so likable. You know, putting his basketball stuff aside and just talking about a character guy that you want in your team and the confidence that he has, it's the makings of a superstar already. I mean, and I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves because you know, you got to you got to play. <laughs> you know, you got to play the game and it's a different game obviously than where he's coming from. But I mean, he's bred for this. Um I was thinking back to Kevin Knox last year when he was drafted. And same type of thing. He came from an athletic family, big time school of Kentucky. But in interviews, he was like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, super polite, soft spoken. RJ just has this confidence and swagger about him. He was joking back and forth with the media throughout this whole, you know, this whole process. And, you know, even in the press conference today, um, you know, he's, he's built for New York. Yeah, you, you, and I'm really excited. You can tell he's just he's being honest and he's just being himself. Yeah, he's being honest. He's comfortable being himself. You know, he's not putting anything on. He's just so comfortable in his own skin, and he's comfortable like on this big stage. Like when he was, I, I think it was the press conference right after he got drafted. 
he like just said like he wasn't even facing the mic and he just said like you yeah, yeah. i'm a nick yeah he was having right? fun yeah because we chill which is awesome yeah it's great and i think they asked him at the presser today if he if he would be able to carry the knicks franchise yeah <laughs> right and his response to that was great it was right what do he say that um well first he answered it like sir he's like He's like, look, can I, like he thought about it and he said, I'm going to get along with the guys here. We're going to do what we have to do. But then at the end, at the end of it, he said, I mean, I didn't even play a game yet. Yeah. He's you like, know? how are you asking me that? How are you going to ask, ask me, me that, that question? Right. <laughs> right. So good for him. But you know what? Based off what he's said, his dad said, he doesn't really, I mean, it's not about him carrying the franchise. It's about him being a star. He just wants to win. That's all that fucking matters. And now... We have to hear from guys like Skip Bayless telling us he's a poor man's Carmelo. When before we picked him, he was the next James Harden. Hey, what hey, the you fuck? know what, Skip Bayless? Look, we're Knicks fans. We've watched this team, and we just drafted the best player on our team. Who's the best player on the Knicks right now? It's R.J. Barrett. Listen, man, I don't want to get too crazy here because this is going to sound ridiculous. But I was really thinking about it, and I don't think it's as ridiculous as it sounds because we're the Knicks. And we've had some great players, but we haven't had that many great players, right? We have not had that many. No. And just because he's in a draft class with Zion Williamson, you can't discount the talent and the level of player that R.J. Barrett is. Right. Some people think Zion's like the, another LeBron. So you're going to sit and compare him to Zion and say he's not as good? Okay. Maybe he's not. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah, look at how many guys come through the draft year after maybe year. Kevin, and look how many... Maybe Kevin Durant isn't as good as LeBron. He's still fucking awesome. <laughs> this will be fun. I mean, he can score, all right? He may not have had the best shooting numbers, you know, last year, but the guy can score when it comes down to it. Oh, here's what I was going to say. I was just in the middle of saying this, Barry. Like, we may have drafted, for all we know, a top five or ten ever New York Nick. That's not outlandish. It's not outlandish. We haven't had that many great Knicks. The, the amount of talent this kid has. I mean, we may have just drafted one of the greatest Knicks ever. He hasn't even played a fucking game yet. So excuse me. If we're going to be a little fucking excited about that. If, if in this hard Knicks life, we've been suffering for all these years, we can't get excited about drafting a guy who was the projected number one overall pick before this season. And it's not like he isn't, wasn't a top pick. He just got edged out a little by Zion Williamson and fucking John Morant. He's still at an incredible fucking freshman year at Duke. Incredible. So yeah, all that media reaction really pissed me off today. But we stand proud. And, you know, it's another Nick that we, like, fell in love with instantly. And he hasn't even picked up the ball yet. But when he does pick up the ball, Barry, when he does fucking finally pick up the ball, all right, he picks that little ball up. He Which gets, is in, like, two weeks, dude. He gets on the Summer court. league starts in two weeks. But wait till you hear what I'm about to do here, Barry. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Yeah. When he picks that ball up to play a game, if you want to be there, if you ever want to buy tickets to something like that, you got to use SeatGeek. All right? Jesus. SeatGeek. <laughs> Pulls millions of tickets into one place. You can find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. Barry, that's how you fucking do it, by the way. It's a little early in the show. There's nothing quite like Seek. being there in person. Well, I felt it. I felt it. And right, SeatGeek will it. get you closer to the action for great value. I use SeatGeek all the time. If I ever need to buy tickets to anything, you, Barry, yes, you do. Our listeners get $20 off their first purchase. <laughs> Just download the SeatGeek app with use promo code Life, all caps, no spaces. 
for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life is an event, and we have the tickets. Frank is still here. Is that good or bad? Depends who you ask. You, you want to ask Stephen A. Smith? What did he say about it? Oh, you, you missed that? Yes, he was pissed. <laughs> it was great. Uh, so him and Kellerman were going back and forth a little bit about the Knicks. And Kellerman was talking about this young core, and he threw Frank Nilakina's name in there. Of course, you and don't think he did that. You don't off. think he did that fucking on purpose? And Steve and, and Kellerman's like, "What? He plays defense." And Stephen A's like, "I know he plays defense. Oh. I'm not discounting that he doesn't play defense, but he got to do something on the offensive end. He gets the back page of the paper when he scores 15 points. The hate, the hate is real, dude." They're just trying, they're trolling the Knicks everywhere. The day after the draft, they're talking about Frank Nilakina on a national fucking show? Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, that was Stephen A's point. He said, you can't be bringing up Frank Nilakina on, national, on a national show when he hasn't done anything. Well, he's still here. And but he's still here. There were a lot of rumors that they were going to deal him for a pick. Um, didn't end up happening. That's probably good. I don't want to deal Frank Nilakina for like a, a late second round pick. I'm sure they were trying to get a late first round pick. They just couldn't do it. Couldn't get it. Yeah. And then they're going to hold on to him for now. Which again is another wise non-move, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, they could have gotten rid of him just for the sake of getting rid of him. You know, get another draft pick. But there's no, sell you, high, there's no reason buy to. Low, right? There's no yeah, reason sell to. high, buy low. Why are you going to sell him now when he's at his least value so now it's going to be interesting i don't know if they're gonna i mean i don't know if there's a point to dealing him at this point now i think the only reason to deal frank was if you could get another if you could it gives you the opportunity to draft someone else that you believe in what are they going to trade him for now that the draft already happened yeah so hopefully he sticks around second round pick barry we picked up ignis brasdakis not sure if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm saying it. They call him Iggy. Yeah. This looks like one badass <laughs> Lithuanian motherfucker, Barry. He played at Michigan. His Twitter picks, his header is this shot of him like in this black t-shirt. Looks like he's straight out of Sons of Anarchy. This dude could be like a Ron Baker on steroids. With this like blonde chick right behind him. And this dude looks like oh, a badass. Yeah. I saw that. You saw that, yeah. It looks like he looks like the lead character from Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> and he's given the 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 camera this look. I tweeted a I tweeted a photo that photo out today, and I said, Iggy is everything KP isn't because he's got the girl, he's got the big muscles, he's got the toughness, the edge. He's not a fucking pussy snake, basically, is what I'm saying, Barry. <laughs> I mean, there you can't compare them on the court. He's like six seven. He's a combo forward, three four. I think he averaged like fifteen points a game. And I don't know. I don't know if this is hypocritical because I just, you know, a few moments ago I made a comment about like how it's dumb. You don't want to pair to pair Zion with RJ just because they played together before. But I do like the fact that these two played together before. You know, on the Canadian team, they've known each other since they were little kids, growing up playing ball. You know, from like ages of eight and eleven and this and that. I like that. It was interesting. Somebody, I think Schwinnie Poo you know, on Twitter, tweeted out. I got to pull this up. This was really interesting. I don't know how he came across this. In 2019, there's this NBA draft prospect spot-up scoring leaderboard. So spot-up scoring. The three best spot-up scorers in draft prospects. You want to know who they are? Go. Number one, 
Ignis Brasdakis. Number one. Number two. This is this is in this is in like Division One. All draft prospects. Oh, all draft prospects. Okay. So number so one, Ignis Brasdakis. Number two, R.J. Yeah. Barrett. And number three, Chris Wilkes, which is one of the guys that the Knicks signed. Hmm. He was undrafted. The three top guys in this category were all taken by the Knicks last night. It's interesting. Which is basically scoring off the ball, like moving off the ball, scoring off the... You don't have the ball in your hands. Right. Which I just found interesting. I don't know if they're putting a focus on that. Basically guys who aren't just ISO players, you know? Right, right. So I like the highlights I saw of Iggy. I love. I mean, he looks like a tough-nosed player he sort of is even across the board he's not weak at anything he's not great at anything you look at all of his um like his rankings in the draft his ratings it's like eights across the board and he can shoot from three which we we know we could use did you watch his shit or did you just look at the sexy photos on twitter (laughs) no i watched some of his highlights yeah what'd you think i get by the way for the record I fucking go, I go, get so excited about every draft pick that the Knicks ever do that I've never heard of once I see their highlights. So I just want to make that clear. <laughs> right, even, the, even, the guy, even the guy that they signed from Division 2. I'm pretty sure all of us went nuts over Mindaugas Kuzminskis. All right. And where the fuck is he right now? I don't know. So this is Ignis Brasdakis. I even got crazy about that point guard they selected a couple of years ago. I don't even remember his name. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. The like little blonde kid? Come on. You don't remember? Don't Google little blonde haired boy. That's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> Aganjen y- Yaramaz. Remember him? Aganjen Yaramaz. <laughs> I must have. I must have uh... Listen, Knicks fans, we go crazy about the guys we've never heard of over a few highlights. But we picked him up. I think that'll be good. It's going to be great. <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. Um... And then we also signed a couple undrafted players, Chris Wilkes, Amir Hinton. And did we sign anyone else? You may have signed a third player. I think there was a third player. Chris Wilkes is out of UCLA. I don't know much about him, Barry. I'm sorry. Amir Hinton, though. From Shaw University? Sounds about right. Yeah, he led Division Two. Scored like 29.8 points a game. <laughs> right. And then I saw someone tweet out that... Or maybe it was like Bleacher Report that he's his game is very similar to Dwayne Wade. Oh, right. <laughs> when he was drafted. Right. And articles like, could he be the diamond in the rough? Is he the Mitchell Robinson in this year's draft? I mean, he didn't even fucking get drafted. So that would be pretty incredible if all those teams missed out on the next Dwayne Wade. Well, it's ballsy drafting a D2 player. Well, they didn't draft him. They signed him. But that's what I'm saying. It would have been ballsy to draft him. Have you watched his highlights yet? Yeah. Let's check them out together. Look up Amir Hinton on YouTube. Oh, okay. We're going to watch the first clip we see together. Yeah, show University Bears. Yeah, play it. All right, nice little mid-range jump shot. The steal. Got some cool little music playing. Oh, shit. Did you see that dunk at 17? Oh, did you see that? Can you not hear me, Barry? What's going on? No, no. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm mesmerized by these highlights. I'm sorry. <laughs> My you... jaws dropped. Did, did it really? No. Uh, you're talking about the one in the fast break when he... Sh- yeah, he got past past like and... behind the back yeah. for someone. How big is this kid? He looks tall. But is that just because it's Division Two and everyone else is tiny? Uh, <laughs> just got thrown in alley-oop. 
I mean, honestly, Division Two. This looks like high school basketball. Oh yeah, see, he, he looks like an. Oh, oh man, he just smoked two guys. See, he looks like an ISO type player. But again, it was probably because he was playing with against you know just in, inferior inferior guys. Oh yeah, there was a step back jumper. First of all, it's clear. Listen, here's what you love about Amir Hinton. All right, even though it's Division Two, he looks insanely athletic. And he's aggressive. He's no fucking Frank Nilakina on the offensive end, Barry. And he fucking can jump. Why did he go to Shaw University? Listen, why did Mitchell Robinson go to Western Kentucky and leave after like three days without telling anybody? Who the hell knows? <laughs> he does look very athletic and can ball. So welcome to the Knicks. Amir Hinton, Chris Wilkes, R.J. Barrett. Iggy Brasdakis. Iggy Brasdakis. And I'm sure we're missing some. I'm pretty sure we're missing another guy, but whatever. You know what? It's okay. Brooklyn was trading away some first round picks moving back down last night. And they were saying, and uh, I think Woj got on during the draft, said that the Nets were just trying to clear cap space to be able to bring in those two max free agents. Right. Which is interesting because leading up to the draft, all of a sudden you started hearing these rumors about how they were getting iffy on on signing Kyrie that they only want to sign Kyrie if KD was coming with him. So there were all these weird reports about how the Nets might not even get Kyrie after like, Oh, what a week ago, everyone was saying it was pretty much guaranteed Kyrie was going there. And now the Nets aren't sure anymore. And then last night during the draft, it's their clearing space for the two max guys. Then this shit comes out today, Barry this shit comes out today that Brian Windhorst is saying that, now KD is leaning towards going to the fucking Nets. And Kendrick Perkins also uh, felt the same. And he, Kendrick Perkins, I believe, said the Knicks, KD was going to the Knicks a while back, right? Yeah, and, and, and I think he even, you know, I think, I think they both acknowledge that the Knicks are still a consideration for him, which obviously they should be. But now he's leaning towards going to the Nets. KD. KD is leaning towards going to the Nets. What the, I can't, I can't do this anymore, Barry. I'm at this can't point, do what? any of this, I can't do any of this. Talk to me. I'll, I'll walk you through it. But what, what can't you do? What is it? Any of this NBA stuff anymore. It's too much? It's too fucking ridiculous. The ups and downs, dude, it's a roller coaster of emotion. I can't, I can't take it. The it's a roller coaster of emotions before shit happens. The off season is the greatest time in the NBA, but it's also the worst. Because it consumes me and everybody. Right, and you're trying to figure out how much stock do you put in this or how much stock do you put in that. And, and how much of it's real and how much of it is just the media trying to get us all in a frenzy, going back and fucking forth. Right, because once something happens, you forget about all the rumors. Right, because they know if it's a little slow, what's going to grab a fucking headline. And who's easiest to grab headlines with? The Knicks fans. So hey, let's fucking say that KD and Kyrie are, are now leaning towards going to Brooklyn. Like that's not going to gather some attention. First, they were definitely going to the Knicks. And then Kyrie was definitely going to the Nets. And he was trying to convince KD, and KD was saying no. Then there was a report, another report today saying that KD was making his decision independently of anybody else. Did you hear that one? Yes. I think Woj said that. And then there's a report that Kyrie and KD are leaning towards the Nets together. How, how could all this shit be true all the time? You want to talk me off the ledge here? You want to talk Knicks fans off the ledge? Because you're a reasonable man. Okay, I'll give you a breadcrumb. But first, let me ask you so I can see where you're at on this. What, if you had to put a percentage, and I'm going to take it off of KD for a minute, because look, he's not going to play for us for a year anyway, and you know we still want to see what next season is going to shape up to be, and we still got a lot of money, and there's still free agents that are in play. 
not named KD and Kyrie. And one of them, maybe the biggest one, is named Kawhi. What realistic percentage do you put on it? Not that the Knicks have a chance to sign Kawhi, but what percentage do you give it that the Knicks will sign Kawhi Leonard? I'm going to say 10%. Okay. And I think that's about where most Knicks fans are. I actually asked a couple of people this last night because I was curious. I was curious if people were going to say 1%. They're going to say 10, and and most people say about 10%. And I'll take that. Now, you asked me a week ago, and a lot of people say, well, why would Kawhi want to go to the Knicks? Why would he possibly want to go? We we know, obviously, why he would stay in Toronto. We know why he would go to LA. You know, not not the Lakers, but the Clippers, you know, to be somewhat close to where he's from. Why would he possibly want to go to New York? And I'm not going to take credit for this theory because I heard this theory, but I think it's a valid one. Obviously, Kawhi is at the time of his career where he wants to get paid. We know he's not the typical superstar, big ego, this or that, but everybody wants to get paid when it's their time to get paid. And he's got enough smart people around him to seize that opportunity. Now, we also know that Kawhi does not like the spotlight, does not like the limelight as far as promoting himself. And how hard is it to be marketable when you're not that type of player? If you put him in the biggest market in the world, that's going to bring so much more to him and to his brand, something that he can't bring to himself off the court because he's just not that type of guy that's going to do that. But you put him in New York, that ultimately lifts him up. Bigger than being on the Clippers would. Bigger than being in Canada would do. So that's one reason. And that's... And obviously, he's giving thought to it. He's granted the Knicks a sit-down meeting. So obviously, we're in play. So we're back to we're back to talking about how he's going to come because we're in the biggest market. I'm just saying don't write it off until he signs somewhere else. If anybody in this league right now needs the biggest market less, it's Kawhi after what he just did. There's no big, everybody, there's no bigger name in the NBA right now than Kawhi. Maybe Zion since the draft, but before the yes, draft, but you know, Craig, I mean, you him know winning well the championship in Toronto, dude, everyone, I mean, it's all about Kawhi. It is right now, but you know, as well as I do that in a new season, there's new storylines, there's new plot lines. And last year is last year. Yeah. Now the only problem with this theory is that the, the one team he's been rumored to be going to for a while in the one city he's always been rumored to be going to is Los Angeles. Right. And, I mean, that's just as good as New York when it comes to this shit. Yeah, I just don't, Clippers. I don't, come on. It's I, the I Clippers, st- though. I still think it's a 10% chance. And so what is the Clippers? He went to the no, Raptors. He hey, went to the fucking Raptors and won a championship. Look, I put it at, I put it at between 10 and 15% chance, too. All right? I'm, I'm trying to walk you off the ledge. I'm not doing a very good job of it. You're not going to walk um, me off the ledge by telling me that we might be getting Kawhi. Because you know what? It's not even about that. It's about the fact that we spent the whole season thinking Kyrie and KD were coming. Well, hey, look. And then, and then, dude, KD gets injured, all right? And we're still all willing to be like, all right, we'll just take KD, even if he's fucking injured. We'll take that's, him even though we exactly can't. That's how we're saying We'll take it him too. even You're if right. we can't play a year, you know? We'll right. even accept his fucking lunatic best friend Kyrie for a year if they'll both fucking come here 
Like, it's not even like we were desperate for them at this point. We'll just accept them, you know? Well, it has made it easier to... Now they might not... Now they're leaning towards the fucking nets together. Like, that hurts. No, no, don't don't put and don't put that much into what came out today. All right, it's not enough for me to to do it. I believe all the Kyrie stuff because it's just been so much of it. But you're gonna take fucking two assholes' words for it that that they're the front runner for him now. I'm not. I'm Dude, not taking that. Can you call him Kendrick Perkins an asshole? He could kick my ass with his one arm, you know, tied behind his back and his ankles taped together, blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> you could slap the shit out of me. But like we're saying, they, everything, everyone goes back and forth. They just, you don't know what to believe at this point. And like what, a little bit over a week, we'll fucking finally find out. It can't be such and, an easy decision for these teams to bend over backwards to sign Kyrie and KD. No. Dude, I don't even understand why Kyrie wants to join forces with KD so bad. It's just a weird situation. I get why KD would. He can't even play. Why is Kyrie itching to go somewhere and to bring an injured KD with him? And why are the Nets only want to sign? They're they're only wanting to sign Kyrie if he brings KD. That's weird too, right? For everything that they built themselves up on, you know, as of late, and have pride, you know, prided themselves on over the last few years of their rebuild. Then there was this report that KD and the Warriors might do a sign and trade with the Knicks at some point. Yeah, that no. it, it can't be all it can't you be can't more all over the place. <laughs> you can do that. I wouldn't do that. Did you hear Nick Film School's uh, theory on that? No. Some people started tweeting out like, "Oh, you know, you could give the Warriors Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, Alonzo Trier for Katie Wright." It makes no sense. No. But Nick's Film School JB's theory on it really did make sense, actually. And there was that. You know, the Warriors are over the cap, right? They're at their limit. And I'm pretty sure if they lost KD, they would still just be over. Or they wouldn't, you know... It doesn't mean they're gonna. it's going to open up a lot of space for them to sign another max guy, right? They would just sort of lose him. But if the Warriors sign KD to a contract, he could make like 40 or 50 million extra dollars over there. So it would benefit him and the Warriors for them to sign him to this five-year deal, which I think he'd only get four with us if he signed with us. And it would be at more money with the Warriors. If they signed him at this bigger contract and then we signed somebody that the, that the Warriors wanted because we have cap space, and then we just traded the two. So the Warriors would get someone that we signed for them, essentially. And not give up any of our and young not guys. give up any young guys, but they're getting like a top level player that they want in exchange for KD. Just because we'll be able to use our cap space in that way, in a way that they wouldn't. Yeah, that's the only way I can see it making sense. It would not make sense though to trade away, you know, a Trier and a Knox and a Dotson, you know, and. and 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 do it that way to be the stupidest no fucking thing ever especially yeah, for someone part, who can't fucking KD's play part. for a year yeah and, and and why would durant want to go to a team that just gave up its all of its youth oh mellow right? mellow would all right guys that's gonna do it for the show you can follow us on twitter at hard life you can follow barry at barry dwork and you can call us at 516-33 mesh one we love your voicemails 
And I apologize if anyone's been hearing this fucking siren outside of my house for the past, like, oh, yeah. ten minutes. Have you been hearing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping it would go away. It hasn't fucking gone away. So I apologize if it's if you hear it. I don't know if you hear it. But it's starting to drive me a little crazy, so I'm pretty sure you fucking hear it. Where how many days are we away from free agency, Barry? Eight. Eight days from free agency. But you know what? Like I'm I'm at a point where I'm I'm fucking fine with it all. I don't think I'd be fine with KD and Kyrie going to the Nets because the Nets fans would drive me up a wall. Yeah, well, but I if mean, we don't, we, but I'm fi- like I'm ecstatic about RJ. Well, that's the whole thing. Last year, what got me through it, you know, I'll say it, at least the first half of the season, maybe a little bit more, was the excitement, you know. And now you're adding another dynamic, exciting player in RJ Barrett to this what young exci- team. What excitement? What excitement got you through the first half of the season? The excitement, the the the, the flashes from Mitchell Robinson. All right, well, then we're going we're gonna to have a fucking ball this year. From Alonzo Trier, you know? Because the R.J. Barrett is a level above all these guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on. Nobody came in at the uh, the height that he's coming in at. The two best young players we have on this team are Mitchell and R.J., and I can't wait to fucking see them go. Mitchell Robinson better be getting fucking 30 minutes a game this season, at least. He is going to be huge for us. Uh, we're, we're like, what are we starting the fucking show over again? I mean, I this is the like end I of the go show. Another half hour right now talking about this upcoming season. I was about to go into that. I wouldn't have traded Mitchell Robinson for the f- fucking fourth pick in this year's draft. One for one, would you? I look, no. That's how good he fucking is. And I think Mitchell the rest, Robinson. The rest of the can, NBA can I, can doesn't I even it? see it because I haven't said it. I haven't said it on this podcast to date. I think Mitchell Robinson's going to be an all star. Oh, I really oh my do. God. That is... You just shocked me with that statement. <laughs> we do got to... And I know we're, we're wrapping up the show, but we, we do have to bring in some vets around these guys. Some no, 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 no. Good okay. character Next vets. Next time, Barry. That's free agency show. <laughs> it is a hard... Nick's... Life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.